Welcome to Shake That Soul. I'm your host, Rose Rising. This podcast is about getting in touch with your spiritual side and living intentionally. Let's get ready to laugh, ignite our creative spark, and open our minds. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is the fourth episode. In today's show, I talk about vulnerability and all of the lovely, complicated feelings that come from it, but also how vulnerability can be a gift and how to use it to your advantage and overcome it. Another thing I'm going to talk about today is being obsessed with music and also the clues to finding your passion. I know it's completely random, but I wanted to try something new and just chat with you about some random thoughts and memories that have come up for me lately. I'd like to be more open with my audience in general. Since it's the fourth episode, I feel like this is a mini milestone because did you know that 90% of podcasters give up after the third episode? The ones that don't give up have a sharp drop off after the seventh episode And the gauntlet is making it to the 20th. So when I hit the milestone of eight, I'm going to do a little raffle giveaway to give back to my listeners. Please don't forget to like and subscribe so you get future notifications on new episodes. And also share this podcast if you feel like someone can benefit from it. Thank you so much. If you're just now tuning in for the first time, I'm so glad to have you here. I talk about spirituality, improving your life, and so much more on this show. At the moment, I am solo casting, but next month I'll start doing interviews. And I can't wait to hear your unique perspectives. I had some resistance come up with doing this podcast and started waffling back and forth about what to post and when to post and getting all over analytical and in my head as I often do. And I realized I was having a vulnerability hangover. Yes, this is totally a thing. You know, when you're at a party and you blurt out something personal and then you go home and you think about what you said to people. And you're like, I can't believe I actually said that out loud. Oh my God, what have I done? Why do I overshare? And so I had a similar type of feeling. Some self-doubt started creeping in. I had some ridiculous thoughts like, why am I doing this podcast? This is stupid, all of that. But I realized anytime you put a creation out into the world or you share some personal things about yourself... There is indeed a vulnerable feeling. It's kind of like an open wound. People might judge you. People might think that what you're doing is terrible. It can be any kind of creation or idea, art, making movies or making videos, a business idea or music. I have some friends who are music producers and every time they release a new song, I think about how brave it is to just keep trying and putting something out into the world, not knowing how it's going to be received, especially with people out there being so highly critical. For example, for some artists, if they put a new album out and they completely deviate from their original style, they get criticized for going into foreign territory. But then if they stay with their original style, They get criticized for not being innovative enough and not trying something new. 
So it seems like it can be a lose-lose situation sometimes. And then you do have the crop of people who are going to unconditionally love and support you no matter what. These are the people you want to keep around because they are probably going to provide you with actual constructive criticism and urge you to keep going forward. Especially too with cancel culture, you have to be extra conscious about what you say and do because people are literally on their phones just salivating, waiting to criticize. I'm like, okay, why don't you go get a hobby or do something meaningful with your life instead of being a keyboard warrior? Am I right? (laughs) It's a waste of energy to spend your time critiquing people. I mean, I really like to go into controversial territory on this podcast, but I just know there's probably somebody out there who doesn't like me just sitting there bored and just ready to go. Like, let's see who we can cancel today. So I think that's where my resistance started happening. It's normal to be afraid to share a piece of yourself. And I want you to ask yourself, where are you hiding and not being real about your feelings? What are you afraid to put out into the world? Like in my last episode, I shared my experiences about anxiety And some of my listeners were like, oh my God, I can totally relate to what you're feeling. And that made me feel better just knowing that I'm not crazy. Being vulnerable also requires that we show the world that we're not perfect. And that is totally okay. Also too, for those of you who have experienced abuse in your life, when you experience abuse, it can cause an energetic blockage. For example, if you weren't allowed to say how you feel, you can end up with a blockage in your throat chakra and your ability to communicate can be hindered. You might develop a tendency to pretend that everything is fine when it isn't if you're afraid to speak up. I've done this. As a child, I wasn't allowed to say what I felt or stick up for myself because when I did, I'd get in huge trouble. I lived in fear And it's no coincidence I developed a lot of issues with my throat that I will be dealing with for the rest of my life. I decided I needed to start the process of unblocking myself, and I took singing lessons last year for a short period of time. And even in that time, I started feeling better emotionally because I was speaking up and using my voice. When you take singing lessons, you have to do some really super silly voice exercises and you just have to let go of all self-consciousness and be able to let loose and laugh at yourself. It's really liberating. And last I left off, I was practicing uh, with uh, Clarity by Zed because I wanted to have a vocal challenge. You really have to belt it with that song. So that was a lot of fun. So for some of you, you may have a similar blockage, but in a different area. It could be in your body. It could be in your mind with your thoughts. It could be that you're afraid to show up authentically because you're scared of how people will react to you. But that's also a way to see who loves you for who you really are anyway. I think we should just normalize being straight up about it when we're having a crappy day or when we're not feeling so confident. 
Let's legalize honesty. Part of the reason why podcasting is so successful, it's because in conversations, it gives people a chance to be real, which is a departure from the usual nonsense of constantly being lied to by the media. And we're also being manipulated by marketing because companies want us to consume. This is a world of get more, buy more. It's we're in a state of a you know constant coercion to get more things and buy more things and try to be who we're not. Vulnerability can be a positive thing because it gives you a chance to gain someone's trust. Not only that, think about how the world would miss out on so many amazing creations because people were afraid to put themselves or their work out there. How many beautiful relationships would never happen because of the instinct to run and hide outweighed taking a chance? Let's take a moment to discuss what you should do to overcome that gross feeling of a vulnerability hangover. First off, just come to grips with the fact that this is indeed what you're feeling and it's totally okay. There might be some shame involved. Avoidance and procrastination might rear its ugly head. That's just a defense mechanism to stand in the way of what could potentially be something very rewarding for you. There will be times to take a break from whatever you're trying to create to do some self-care. But I think that you have to be honest with yourself and see if you are avoiding something just because you are scared of how people will react. Self-care is vital, but don't let that be a means to procrastinate. But honestly, last week I did have to take some time off. I've been having some ongoing health issues And I do believe that part of it is due to having COVID last year and the year before. It has exacerbated a lot of my autoimmune stuff. So I did have to take a break. Even right now, I'm still a little sick, but I'm committed to this podcast. But on a side note, I would actually like to hear your stories. If any of you have long COVID, please email me at shakethatsoul at gmail.com. And we can discuss it on this podcast. Also realize that when you first do or try something new, there's a lot of excitement. And then once the adrenaline wears off, you are faced with the reality that good things take a lot of time and a ton of work. We all already know that being uncomfortable is a sign of growth. If you're doing the same old, same old, you're not making progress. Think about positive scenarios that can come from your leap. There's a tendency for humans to think negatively because we are biologically hardwired to identify threats. So just imagine an outcome much better than a worst case scenario. If you want to achieve greatness, then be willing to be a fool. You're on an adventure. You're not going to know all of the outcomes, and that's part of the fun. If you're still feeling shame, then do something different, as in shake up your routine to break your patterns. Have a new experience. Go somewhere you haven't been before, or even just drive a different way to work. 
This is to rewire yourself from getting stuck in the same thought patterns that hold you back. Talk to a trusted friend about what is coming up for you and also do something simple that restores your confidence. Also think of a time when you did take a chance and it worked out for you. I'm sure you can dredge up multiple occurrences where you let yourself be vulnerable and it turned out okay. You know how kids just go up to other kids and they're just like, hey, do you want to play? Do you want to be friends? I think that as adults, we have to attempt to have that openness again. If you want to learn more about vulnerability, check out the work of Brene Brown. She is the queen on that topic because she's done extensive research on the subject. All right, moving along to a much more lighthearted topic, I wanted to talk about music. And I had some thoughts come up in the shower because the shower is the greatest place to come up with new ideas and intuitive insights, right? And I think it's because you're relaxed and the negative ions from the water help you release serotonin. So you just feel great in there. And then also, too, the shower has the best acoustics. So I was thinking about how my guilty pleasure is singing songs in the shower, of course. And I love singing stuff from like Sam Smith. (laughs) That's my guilty pleasure. The older songs of his from like 2013 through 2019. And I'm so curious to hear about what you listen to that invokes slight embarrassment. Like if you tell somebody, I listen to this. If you're on Twitter, please tweet at me at roserising hashtag guilty pleasure. I don't know if you roll your windows down and crank up the 80s hairband music or if you do the opposite and roll your windows up so nobody can hear what you're listening to. But that kind of reminds me of that movie. It's an older movie um, called Office Space when he rolls up the window because he's listening to gangster rap. And then there's also that other scene, too, which is just it's funny when they're smashing the Xerox machines and it's like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. But anyway, yeah, check out that movie if you haven't already. It's really funny. But first, I had to solve the mystery of why do women take extremely hot showers? So I googled it and it turns out it's because our hormones affect the way that we retain heat. So it's different than men. Women's internal core temperature is warmer. It's like we take in all the heat to our organs and then that leaves our surface skin to be colder than men. So we need more heat to get that hot sensation. It's not because women are the spawns of Satan. Okay, sorry, fellas, to debunk your theory. But yeah, when I get in there, I like it super hot. I like to burn and I like to sing. And (laughs) it's a great time. So yeah, so I was thinking about music and and I say guilty pleasure when it comes to popular music because I grew up with a few professional musicians in my family who have refined musical taste. My great-grandmother on my mom's side was a classical pianist 
who performed in the prestigious Carnegie Hall. And I laugh in my head, by the way, every time I say pianist. (laughs) I recently learned, too, that my Italian great-grandfather was a violinist who performed in a famous orchestra in Rome as well. My father was primarily a drummer, but played a ton of different instruments and was in several bands and also taught drumming. So music is in my DNA from both sides of my family. I don't want to call my dad a musical snob, but he had an aversion towards pop music because from a technical perspective, pop music doesn't really have a lot of complicated chord progressions and it's a lot of recycled beats and lyrics just repackaged over and over again in a different way. So I get it. And when I listened to pop music as a child, I could see the slight disapproval on his face. Like, you peasant, (laughs) what garbage are you listening to? So one could argue, too, that pop music is used to drone out the population. But we already have TikTok for that. And we can get into conspiracy theories in another episode. When I was a little girl, I remember sitting on the floor and rifting through my dad's music collection for hours. He had hundreds of vinyls and CDs and didn't believe in streaming music because he wanted to buy physical copies of everything to support the artists. And I love that about him. I'm so, so grateful that he exposed me to such a wide variety of artists Music truly saved my life, and I don't mean to be cheesy, like I genuinely mean that. And I'll go more into depth in this in my upcoming book, you know, but I've always had an insatiable curiosity for music. I played piano, guitar, and drums for a little bit, and I regret being so patient, or impatient rather, with my progress and giving up on it. But if listening to music was a sport, I'd definitely be a gold medalist for sure. There's a term for being obsessed with music, apparently, and that's called being a melomaniac. And I'm sure I have some melomaniacs (laughs) listening to this podcast as well. So glad to have you here. My taste is truly all over the place. Although I feel the biggest emotional connection to EDM and it's a large part of my identity, I do go through phases and bounce around a lot with music. Everything from 80s hip hop to goth rock, classical music, shock rap, metal, and of course I love many genres and subgenres of electronic music. Did you ever think about how lucky we are to have everything at our fingertips on our phones? The world is our oyster. I think it's healthy to expose yourself to all different genres and expand your musical palette. It's all about the genres. (laughs) Think about it. The more diverse tastes you have, the more you can connect with new people because music is something we can all bond over. Different types of music fire off different parts of the brain and fulfill different needs. There is scientific research behind this. I could honestly just go on and on about this for hours, but I know that you have a life to get back to. And again, I'll be going more into this in my upcoming book if you want to learn more about this topic. 
Anyway, I recently decided to get a psychic reading, even though I can do my own, I like to get readings from others just so it can be more objective. And she just randomly called me out and she says, so what are you doing with your music? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, oh, music is what you are really passionate about. And you're not going to feel fulfilled until you do something with it. So that inspired me to dust off my set of controllers that I already have. And I don't know, I think I'm going to dabble in music production or attempt again to learn to DJ. I think I need to choose one or the other to start. And because I already have so many other hobbies and projects that I'm working on. Plus, it's an expensive hobby. And I'm nervous too, because I can see myself getting totally obsessed with it. And just going into a cave and not bathing and just chugging espressos and living off protein bars, just trying to learn. (laughs) And I remember back in the day, I had this ancient, I think it was like a PlayStation. And it had a music production game on it. And I would stay up till four o'clock in the morning making trance and progressive house tracks on it. Like my eyes would be bloodshot. It just made me so excited to make music. So I'm curious, what does that for you when it comes to your life path? You have to follow what makes you obsessed It could be anything. It could be accounting and playing with numbers. It could be crocheting blankets. It could be doing people's makeup. What are the things that you can completely get lost in where you have no sense of time and give you such joy when you are doing them? Think back to when you were a kid. There are clues there. Not all of the time, but a lot of the time, our life purpose or path can be tied to the things that we loved since we were children. And somehow we get lost when we get wrapped up in adulting. And it's so important to return back to what gives us joy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a full-blown career or a side hustle, but finding what makes you come alive is going to benefit your life and your relationships too. It's all about passion. We are now getting to the end of the episode, so I'm going to pull a couple of oracle cards for you guys. And just a note, these readings are timeless, so whenever you listen to them, that's when you are supposed to hear these messages. Today I'm using the Vintage Wisdom Oracle. These cards are so beautiful, and I have another deck. I don't know what it's called, but it's a Surrender deck. So let's see what we have. I'm just going to do a quick reading. Okay, I pulled listening and surrender to play. So with the listening card, that means it's time to tune into your inner guidance. Perhaps you've been getting a hunch that you're supposed to be doing something and you're ignoring it and you keep delaying and pushing it off. So it's time to get in touch with your intuition and follow that hunch. But also too, it's also an indication that you might need to be listening to others. 
Perhaps you have some friends or family members that are giving you some solid advice and you're being resistant to it. So just keep an open heart and an open mind and listen to what others have to say. The other card I got for you was surrender to play. And it says, take a break from overthinking a goal. Do something fun. Play is a time of recreation and rejuvenation. And that's kind of on point because like I was talking about earlier, joy is the key to our life path. So if something is giving you joy and you're getting lost in it and you really enjoy it, then follow that instinct. Just go with it. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. I appreciate your support. Please stay tuned for more episodes in the future. And you can follow me on social media at Rose Rising for updates. And of course, you can always email me with feedback at shakethatsoul at gmail.com. Also, too, if you want to come on the show and share your ideas, please let me know. Take care, everyone, and be kind to each other. Bye.